Well, Ulysses, uh, it's time. The vintage Tampa Bay Rays versus New York Yankees matchup. The first one of the season between these two rivals, I should say. It's going to be nice, and I, w- I wish I could be there to get my Wander Franco chain necklace on Friday night's game, and I'm not going to be there, and it sucks because I really want that damn necklace, man. I really want that chain. I think they have a promotion going on all three days. They don't need to do that. The Yankees are in town. Let's do it. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. And we're the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making Locked On Rays your very first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Rays is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. And if you want to advertise or sponsor the program, send us an email, Locked On Rays at gmail.com. Also, if you have a mailbag question, you can send us those as well to that email address. All right, Ulysses. So uh, the Tampa Bay Rays going up against the New York Yankees at the Trop for a four-game series. And at the time that we are recording this, the Yankees, by record, have the best one in the American League. Will that continue throughout the course of the season? I don't know. I don't know if that team's necessarily built to stay healthy for 162 games plus playoffs. But as of right now, uh, the Yankees are in fuego. Yes, they are. And uh, I have i don't remember the last time I felt like the Yankees were a big powerhouse. It's been a long time since I felt yeah. this way about the Yankees. Like this is not a this is not a team easy to beat, and it felt like that for the last couple of seasons. Where like it's okay, it's just another team. I, I don't care the, the, about the pinstripes. This year they are playing very very well, and it all starts with that massive human specimen that honestly if 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 we're just taking our, our 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 fandom aside and there are aliens coming down to attack earth and we need to like just send them one human to represent them to intimidate them we would need to all say let's send Aaron Judge to strike fear into these aliens because He's just a human specimen yeah. that it seems he was made up in a lab, dude. I mean, if you thought the guy's that John, yeah, if you thought John Carlos Stanton was a human specimen, introduce <laughs> yourself to Aaron Judge. It's kind of he's like the two version. He's like the software update of John Carlos Stanton. Is Aaron yeah. Judge? It, it's it, ridiculous. Yeah, he is on a tear right now, and yes, good for him betting on himself of turning down that. million, what would have been a $214 million contract extension in the hopes of really, really, really cashing in this offseason. And again, if he's able to stay healthy and he keeps these numbers on track for a full 162, I guess he will get more than that is as of right now. But yeah, it's interesting with the Yankees. Like I, when we go back and, and 
did our season preview, it, it, I don't think we looked at the Yankees and were like, oh my gosh, we we're feared by the Yankees. If anything, we thought they were like, okay, they might win 90 games. Um, if anything, it was more probably the Blue Jays and then the Red Sox slash Yankees. Like I didn't think of them as this major, major force because of the the injury issues that they've had and because of some of the ho-hum seasons, but they are living up to the moniker of Bronx Bombers. I mean, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, uh, Anthony Rizzo. I mean, you go down the list and and they're basically third in baseball and home runs. And, and the pitching staff, too, has really surprised uh, up and down. I mean, they're they're one of the best offensive teams and one of the best pitching staffs as of right now. Now, yeah. to play devil's advocate, Ulysses, I mean, yes, the Yanks are doing amazing things right now, but you look at their schedule through April and May, and it's not like they have exactly faced a murderer's row. It was a lot of, I see a lot of Orioles on the schedule. I see a lot of Tigers on the schedule. I see a lot of Guardians on the schedule. I see a lot of Royals and bad Red Sox teams on the schedule. So it's not like they've really, really been tested at this point. And and that's a fair that's a fair argument. The, the strength of uh, of schedule has definitely been in in the Yankees' favor so far. But you know what you need to do when you are facing those weak teams? You need to beat them, which yeah. the Rays did very well against the Orioles last season, going going eighteen and one. And this weekend did not go that well when they lost two out of three against the Orioles, two in walk off fashion, and you know made a lot of race fans depressed. But uh, they did, they're doing what they need to be doing, which is winning against those teams. So, yes, the strength of schedule has been in their favor, but they've done what they needed to do, and, and they've shown it. But uh, going back to what they're doing, offensively speaking, dude, Aaron Judge is on pace to breaking 62 home runs. He already has 17 yeah. in, this year. He's batting 325, 1,100 OPS. Um, that You know when we talk about like highlighting a guy on the lineup to not beat you? This is it. You you put every sharpie color on on Aaron Judge's number on, on name. The issue is that you also have Giancarlo Stanton, who is having a really good season as well. He's hitting 289, a healthy 873 OPS, 11 bombs, 35 RBI. It doesn't get any easier. You talk about Anthony Rizzo, another guy who is is at home at at Yankee Stadium, and it. And it feels like it, that should have been the case, you know, short right porch, yeah. um, you know, with the left-handed swing, it, it, it was going to happen. And you go back to the offseason, and all Yankee fans were just crying when Matt Olsen, when Freddie Freeman were taking off the board, and they were like, oh, well, we're going to sign Anthony Rizzo? This sucks. That's how entitled that fandom is, yeah. that getting a guy like Anthony Rizzo is like, I don't want it, Anthony. It's, it feel, I don't know if you're a Harry Potter fan. I, I think you're not, but you should get this reference. Remember Harry's cousin, Dudley? No, the uh, the goofy dude. Yeah, the, and, and he was like in the first movie, he was complaining about I got thirty six gifts, and and, and oh, last yeah. year was thirty nine. You know, Little it brat. seems that's the Yankee fandom. Like I was promised Freddie Freeman and Matt Olson, you only got me Anthony Rizzo. Wham! And yeah. then look what Anthony Rizzo is doing. Uh, and they solidified that defense with IKF. Um, it's it's yeah, a good defense, Yankee team. I mean, if, if we're just looking at metrics here, because the Rays, honestly, I'm kind of amazed that the Rays have the record they have right now, considering the way they've played and the injuries 
that they've dealt with between misplays defensively, misplays on the base pass, the offense going cold, blown saves, injuries. You add it all up and it's like, how are the Rays still on pace to win 95 games? It's kind of redonkulous in that sense. But yeah, the Yankees did some in in that deal for uh, IKF. It, it, that kind of under the radar, but it, those are the types of moves that you need to make to elevate your squad. It just can't be, Hey, we're going to go out and get a big lefty bopper first baseman. You have to, it, it, you have to have all three components or yes. all four components, multiple components besides just a big bat. That's going to give you an eight fifty OPS. A hundred percent. And it's, it, it looks more like a complete team. And we were talking about that, um, the the offensive side but also they've been throwing the ball really well but i want to talk specifically about a couple of names but i won't just yet because i have to tell you about rock auto kevin and i have to tell the listeners about rock auto rock auto is the place for you today to save time and money why choose to spend 30 70 90 even 100 percent more for the same parts of a store or a uh, or a car dealership that doesn't make sense rock auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years rock auto prices are reliably low for every customer they have everything you could ever need from tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet so today go check out their website to get your auto part needs met by rockauto.com you go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and you make sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com kevin yeah it's not only offensively for the for the Yankees, the relief core, which I was saying, oh, you know, you got Chad Green, you got our oldest Chapman, Loizaga. It's 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 pretty stable in in our um, preseason talk about the AL East. There are two guys that we never highlighted, and they should be highlighted right now, and that is Michael King. That's number one. Michael King in twenty six and two third innings pitch. He's got a two oh three ERA, a one thirty fifth. He's leading all relievers in MLB with a one point four F war right now. He has an insane twelve point eighty three K per nine. This is somebody that it's going to be very difficult for the race to face. But that's not it though. You also have to talk about Clay Holmes. In Clay Holmes in twenty one and two thirds innings pitch, he has a point four two era that is shiny he also has a 1.57 fip 0.8 f4 the k per nine is not exactly as shiny as michael king's because it's an 8.72 but he has not allowed a single home run this year and has an impressive this is my favorite stat for pitchers is the left on base percentage the strand rate, what is the percentage of runners that are stranded by that pitcher? He's got a 93.8%. He's stranding 94% of the runners that he has on with a massive 83% ground ball rate. So this is a guy when you need to put out the fire, men first and second, one out, you need the double play, you need it to not happen, you need to strand those runners, you're going to see Clay Holmes, and he's going to be very tough to beat. Yeah. What's also crazy too is that Nestor Cortez 
of all people, has been the best starter. Maybe the, I mean, if we're going pound for pound, best pitcher for the Yankees so far this year. And really all their starters have pretty much impressed between, we know yeah. about Garrett Cole, but Cortez, Jamison Tyon, Luis Severino, Jordan Montgomery, will they be able to keep it up for the entirety of the season? That's a big question. I, again, I don't think this is fool's gold. I, we kind of got screwed by that last year when we said, ah, oh, yeah, the Red Sox, they'll, you know, they'll come <laughs> back down to earth. And then they went on to be much better than anticipated. So yeah. I, I won't go as far as to say that, but I also think that they've been, you, you can only play who's on your schedule. You're supposed to beat the teams that you're facing, but I feel like I, I find it hard to believe that this pitching staff and these numbers are sustainable outside of, you know, the, the Garrett Coles and, and maybe a couple other guys that I, I can't expect Cortez and Tyon and, and Severino and Montgomery to be as good as they are for the entirety of the season. I feel like there's I, some regression to the mean there. I understand where you're coming from, but it's, I think the Yankees are not the Yankees of old and they, they show that. Something? Well, <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just thinking like they're not the Yankees of old because they're making moves rather than just throwing money at the problem. Yeah. Okay. You yeah. threw money at Garrett Cole, but he's Garrett freaking Cole. He was the best pitcher available and he is on his way to the hall of fame. I mean, his numbers are quote unquote down, but he's still like every pitcher in the league would love to have Garrett Cole's numbers right now. So, uh, that's, that's the Nestor Cortez story, the Jordan Montgomery, the Jamison Tyon, like, IKF, Anthony Rizzo, they're smart baseball moves. And mm -hmm. I don't think that we're seeing an irresponsible front office Yankee uh, officials doing doing the same types of moves of uh, of the aughts and the and the 2010s. Yeah. What are we calling the 2010s, by the way? The teens? Oh, you got me. I thought I don't it, know. Yeah. Whatever of the last 20 years cool <laughs> of the last 20 years. There we go. Um, it doesn't seem like that type of front office. It seems like they, they, they are doing something. They've got the pitching lab, uh, working too. They're just, they're getting smarter. And, 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 and that's a problem for, for the race because the, the Rays are the smartest in the room. They're the yeah. valedictorian. And, and we know that. And I think the whole MLB fandom should know that. But when you add money to the equation, and when you add also the smarts, then you've got yourself a Dodger problem. And it's in your same division. Right. I, I don't think there's going to be much regression to the mean. I think they've had an easy schedule. I think they may be exceeding expectations right now on Cortez and Tyon and, and, and Montgomery. But it's not like they're going to fall off a crater and, and, and be, you know, triple A pitchers. Like, I, I think the, the Yankees are a, a really good team. And, it's it's late May, so yeah. it's no longer like oh well it's only twenty like we've gone past the twenty six percent line of the season like now it's sample sizes are stabilizing. Uh, will the Yankees have a better record than the Rays by season's end? I hope not, but they are on pace and they the the. Depends on the season uh, uh, series, obviously, and that's a very cliche and, right. and easy answer. Who wins the, the season series? But really, I mean, who is going to show up? Is it going to be 
the 2020 race uh, Yankees where the race just pummeled the Yankees to the ground? Is mm-hmm. it going to be hard fought like last year where the race took it 11-8? We don't know. I mean, th- this this is the first, I think, true barometer uh, of the division uh, because Toronto and, and the Yankee series, although it was really fun, uh, Toronto hasn't really been playing to their standards yeah. So of, of what everybody thought that they were going to be. I want to see this four game series. Hopefully you either draw it up to chalk and, and, and do a two, two, or you win the series. And, 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 and that would be impressive, I think, and give the, the, the clubhouse a little bit more umph of, we got this, this division is ours back to back. Like we are the reigning division championships two uh, champions two years in a row. Let's show them what we got. I would love to see that. I, I, I couldn't answer right now without ever seeing yeah. these two teams match up face to face. As of right now, and I hate to say this, but I feel like the Rays, if even being at the drop, if they split the series, this four game series, they should be content about that. Considering where where both these teams are currently standing right now. Yes. Yes, you're, you, the one team is completely uh, uh, ailing in 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 so many pitching injuries yeah. and so many offensive injuries. If you come up two two, even though it's at home and it's going to feel like a loss, look at where you are. I mean, you're missing so many key players. I know Margot might be able to play in this series by the time uh, he's available to come off the IL. But, but again, he comes off the IL and you're facing Garrett Cole right away or you're facing a hot Yankees pitcher. Like it's hard to get back into a groove and a rhythm oh. as opposed to starting against the Orioles. And it's not like it's going to get easier when Tyon or Cole or Cortez leave them out. No, you have yeah. the Yankees bullpen, which has Michael King, which has Clay Holmes, which has Eloise guy, which has Araldis uh, uh, Chapman. I, I don't care if Araldis is now throwing 95 mile an, mile an hour meatballs that are going for home runs uh, at times. He's still Araldis freaking Chapman. Uh, I don't care. You, we let's take yeah. our fandom hat off, and and our oldest Chapman is <laughs> impressive. No, tip your cap to yeah. We can't say oh, you know this. The Yankees have future Hall of Famers on their team. They have superstars on their team. They've got really good players on their team. They're, I think, for all intents and purposes, a better, more dynamic team than they have been of yesteryear. Where it's just like let's get unathletic boppers. Like yeah. they're a little bit different. So yeah, it's, which it's, makes them scarier, which makes them scarier because then you have so much more to have to tackle, to have to study. It's not just a one dimensional team that you're facing. They can attack you in different ways. And, and that's scary. That's scary. Yeah. Uh, question before we move on to, and normally we do baseball trivia on a Friday, but we'll do it on a Thursday because we have our mailbag episode on a Friday. And because we have the mailbag episode on a Friday, that is because we had a three-part interview, three-episode interview with Grant Witherspoon. So that housekeeping out of the way. Uh, Question for Ulysses. You will not be attending any of the games this weekend. And I probably want that Wander chain necklace, man. I'm so upset. I'm missing that. Uh, we can put a call into Peter Bendix, Eric Neander, and get you one. We can get you one. Peter, I know you're watching. Eric, I know you're watching. Can you hook me up with a chain, please? Thank I mean, you. I appreciate it. There are some people in the front office, so we could, you know, maybe figure something out. But okay. uh, will there be a hundred thousand fans that cross the turnstiles 
over the course of this four-game series. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Average of 25000 per. Well, Saturday's game has been sold out. Sunday's game was on its way to being sold out. That gives you 50K, correct? So we're yes, at 50K and I'm right not now. Sure what, as of the time of recording this, I do not know what the situation is with the Tightening, what their schedule will look like as of right now, but that could have some sort of impact one way or the other. By the way, congratulations to the Lightning. Champa Bay keeps alive. They basically swept the heck out of the Panthers. And yeah, you know how much of cats. a hockey fan I am. Yeah, the Kitty Cats. The dancers. The Florida dancers. Um, Florida <laughs> um, do Okay, so you've got 50K Saturday and Sunday. Thursday is the big boogaboo. Because, like, you can't make up ground for, for the Thursday crowd. I mean, I don't think the Thursday crowd is going to reach 20K. Okay. Uh, I think it's going to be like around 15K, 17K, and then Friday, maybe 20. So I think it's going to be shy of 100K, but it's it's still going to be probably, if not the most uh, sellout crowd we've, it's going to be the most crowded we've seen the drop in a very oh, yeah. long time for a four game series, 100%. I think they get over 100,000. I think they'll do it. How do you say that? Because is isn't uh, what's the maximum capacity? Twenty seven thousand at. Uh, yeah, I think they're gonna pack the gills. Twenty seven on Saturday, twenty seven on on Sunday, and then Thursday. You you also think Thursday is gonna come up? Why well, I think Friday and, could damn near be a sellout as well. Mm, oh well, yeah. It everybody wants that weekend. Game, People have extra time on their hands. It is Memorial Day weekend. People traveling to Florida. They I'm, haven't seen their they, Yankees. Look, the Yankees, the Yankees fans, which are the a Yan- plethora. Teams in, are, the Yankees are really good right now. They want to see their team yeah. win. They want to see their team while they, they are winning. That they, they have been winning. They want to celebrate that. Uh, unfortunately, they're Yankees fans. I, I didn't say it was going to be twenty-seven thousand Rays years. fans. It could yeah. be you know nineteen thousand <laughs> Yankees fans and. 8,000 Rays fans. Oh, God. Are we doing the, the, the Topkin ratio? Remember that tweet? He's like, uh, full house here at the Trop, but uh, it's looking more like a 60-40 split for the Yankees. Like, yeah. What are we Bated doing Bated breath Mark? with the, uh, with the Topkin tweet. I'm sure we'll get yeah. a snarky Topkin tweet at some point over the course we of the weekend. Guaranteed. Yes. Guaranteed. Um, what's also guaranteed is LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know that every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that is linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. All right, uh, Ulysses, uh, before we close the show, wanted to squeeze in uh, baseball trivia here. And last week, uh, when we had Evan Klosky on the show, my question regarded most triples in a single season dating back to the year 2000. Yeah. I'm going to spin it around this time. So listen closely, Ulysses and the audience members out there. Since... 1999, since 1999, 10 different players have registered at least 55 doubles, not triples, 
but doubles in a season. So since 1999, 10 different players have registered at least 55 doubles in a single season. And I'm going to make this one a little bit easier on you. I just want three names. I don't need five names, just three names. See, I want to, I want to, I want to hit this with Miguel Cabrera. Strike one. Damn, you have over 600 doubles in your career, which is crazy, and you don't have a 55 double season. That means that's 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 consistency, folks. That's the Hank Aaron approach. Never hit 50 home runs, but he did get over 700 homes. That's amazing. Okay, rant aside. Hmm. Okay, then you have to hit with Boston Red Sox. That sandlot of a stadium should help you with doubles who are noted... Red Sox hitters who could get a lot of doubles. Uh, I want to think Poppy, but Poppy wouldn't have gone because of the legs. Uh, Rafael Devers, I think. Devers? Strike two. Son of a gun. Doubles, doubles machine. Who's a doubles machine? Who's a doubles machine? In the gap. Colorado Rockies. That's a big field. Mm, Chase Field, maybe. San Diego. Big field. 55 doubles. 55 or more. 55 or more. Hmm. And you said since 1999. Since 1999. 10 different players have achieved that mark. Are any of them in the Hall of Fame? Are any of them in the Hall of Fame? Yes. How many? Uh, I think just one. Craig Biggio. That would be correct. 56 <sighs> in 1999. God, okay, you can't just go... I can't just go Florida Panther on the trivia question, for God's sakes. Yeah. Um, okay, good. I, I got one. Um, Craig Biggio. Um, there's only one guy in the Hall of Fame there. Will there be an eventual Hall of Famer in that list? Like, are there active players on that list? Or am I just going archive? I should have asked that. There earlier. could be a retired player that might eventually make the hall of fame and then i would say there might be one more guy that has hall of fame potential all right i think the first guy you mentioned we also mentioned it on our grant witherspoon interview which by the way guys you have to go check it out we had a really good 15 minute conversation with with grant who we'll probably have again uh, sometime in the future because it was a very enjoyable uh chat with him uh really smart dude Todd Helton. That would be correct. 59 doubles in the year 2000. Okay, baby. Okay, baby. Okay. Okay. This is a comeback. This is a comeback story. Everybody's pulling for me. I know it. I know. Everybody's like, come on, Ulysses. You got this. Uh, The most recent ones were in 2019 and 2017, if that helps at all. 2019 and 2017. You have two strikes and you need one more name. I feel, this is exactly how Mike Brasso felt in the 2020 ALDS yeah. Game 5 uh, at bat against Chapman, just like this. This would be more impressive, though, if you were able to. <laughs> <answer that correctly. laughs> 
more impressive than that. Um, oh boy, guys, who is it? Who is it? Write it, write it down on the, on the YouTube comments right before the answer's up. Write down on YouTube. Subscribe I mean, I, while you're I can at start it. Start listing teams if you want, but ah, uh, God, no, no. Um, 2017, 2019. Ah, uh, God, I want to say DJ Lemay. He was like a m- mama, but I don't want to. Do you want me to give you all the years of... No, I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go with DJ LeMahieu. Good guess. Incorrect. Strike three. Darn Here's it. the names. Okay. Lance Berkman, 55 in 2001. Matt Carpenter, 55 in 2013. Wow. You got Craig Biggio correct. You were thinking along the right lines of a Red Sox player, Nomar Garcia Parra, 56 in 2002. Righty. It had to be a righty to use the damn Fenway Green Bogadu. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Garrett Anderson, 56 in 2002. Wow. Hey, Garrett. Brian Roberts, 56 in 2009. Brian Roberts is like the Nick Markakis of infielders, like a guy that had a really good career that – Nobody ever talks about got enough respect of what he deserved. Um, yes. Jose Ramirez, 56 in 2017. Mm, Carlos Delgado, 57 in 2000. Who should Nick be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Nick Castellanos, 58 in 2019, playing <sighs> in Detroit. Damn. Detroit. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Todd Helton, 59 in 2000. And my wow. final question, my okay. final, I mentioned Brian Roberts. Let's go ahead and do it. What's Brian Roberts' career war? Okay, let's say he played like a good dozen years. I don't think he, he reached 15. So dozen years and for like a seven-year period, he was incredibly good. Like four war player, seven times four, that's 28 then he kind of fizzled off. I think he even played for the damn Yankees for a little bit. Um, 28. So I'm going to go with 31. 31 war for Mr. Brian Roberts. Pretty good. 29 and a half, according to baseball reference. 14. I love name career. that war. It makes me look smart. Yeah, no, very good. 101 career OPS plus uh, 756 OPS, 285 stolen bases, 97 home runs, 276 career batting average he played was he ever a 2020 guy or no uh i would doubt it he got close he was a 1827 guy a 1630 guy but yeah if you don't even get to 100 home runs in your 14 year career it's hard to be a 2020 yeah but 18 what was it 1827 that's pretty close yeah no he he was a guy that like 1530 guy which is really really good and then he batted 276 uh over the course of his career so very good with that one hope you all enjoy it. little guy too he's like five eight yeah yeah he seven. was the the american jose altuve yeah or uh dustin pedroia although taller than pedroia yeah yeah you don't have to be uh aaron judge to uh make it in the major leagues that's for sure so. <laughs> dude by the way before we go did you see the picture of aaron judge holding a normal size water bottle i it was not is it like it a, looked like it, it, it's it's i'm gonna text it to you after the, the this yeah, is i gotta see this yeah it's, so it's it was he, laughable yeah he's a, he was he's a specimen. made in a lab he was made yeah. in a lab 
All right. Uh, thank you for making the Locked on Rays podcast your first listen every day. Remember, uh, you can advertise with us or sponsor the program, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe. And we will have a mailbag episode on Friday. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And, uh, you know, anybody who has an extra chain necklace from Franco, <clears throat> DM me 100%. I'll pay for shipping. I want that necklace, people. Give it to me. I'll pay for it. It clearly does. Yeah. All right, guys. Bye-bye.